Well, a good corer and get out she says mean lum, and Mahan Hain Sir Sammathan Kale Saivin, Firkin Falsha Ara Ruth Glir Goros or Sanoctron, Agasmar Hulishiv come with a cartoosless Sesur Nagoshri Gordin. O Cody special to see it in the Gordini, in a Koshri Gordini, Agas Tuggenshe, Dish doing a hunter's and speakers a coronal quick eat something for Bullocks and Hagrishi Tigover. Er son last Natira, Agas Okohore, Er son Cosmwinter Natira, Mali Esulia, Agas Shans Koma or Nesuliokta Egaluru. So Shahan Kate Ka, Agas Firkin Fortumaragurt Merov Iliok. I am so pleased to welcome you all to Oris and Uktron as we begin our annual garden party season. You have just heard, and I thank Anne Casson not only for being with us this afternoon for her good summary of what with the themes of the garden parties. There are special occasions for Sabine and I and the staff of the Oris. There are occasions when we get to welcome, as I have said in Irish, to Oris Aruktron and its grounds. Many members of the community, representatives of organisations who in their different ways contribute or have been contributing to society and to make up the rich tapestry of Irish life. But today as well, I think what is very important, I want to give a special welcome to people with many of whom are koliakahe, no irkaliakahe, colleagues or former colleagues, went to honour all those who have given of time maybe their most precious resource, in the public service, in their different ways, representing their views and being able to differ with respect and being able to move on and make the country what it is. So whether all those nights at meetings and those nights meeting the public and those days at those beautiful, harmonious parliamentary meetings you will be having at all of things like that, for all of it, it was an opportunity of saying... I appreciate, as President of Ireland, I want publicly to acknowledge the service that you have given to your fellow citizens. And as I said, for the courage and the tenacity and the generosity too, not only on your own behalf, but on behalf of your families and those whom you care for in taking part. And really, that is what participation and citizenship uh, is about. So I'm delighted to welcome many of you who I've said, already given distinguished uh, and contributions, dedicated careers uh, to public life in Ireland. Now, some of you as well, because 1919 was, of course, was a very, very important year in Irish history. Sometimes I think we don't really <clears throat> realise the significance of all that was happening in that year, late 18 into 19. But some of you will have a direct connection uh, with the participants in what was a seismic chapter in the history of our state and the creation of it, the independent Ireland we now enjoy. And that is your relationship to those who were members of Ireland's first door, which came together in January 1919. I think we are also, I haven't worked it out yet, how we're going to celebrate or how we're going to recall the actual proscription of the doll, which came later in 1919 in the month of November. But our independence is sourced and founded and built on a spirit of democracy that is now enshrined in our constitution. But our independence and its parliamentary experiences made tangible 100 years ago by the coming together of the very first first Erin. The election that had preceded it was, of course, an extraordinary election, one of the, the most inclusive act of democracy that had up to then occurred on this island. 
who had an inclusive democracy to some extent by the previous local elections of 1898. But it was an election that saw the recognition of voices that had previously gone unheard, more accurately who had been ignored, precluded, such as the women over the age of 30. Over, women over the age of 30 with a property condition, condition were now voting for the first time, and men over the age of 21, whether or not they owned property, were allowed for the first time in the election of 1918 to come to the polls and cast their vote. Now, these women and men were, of course, voting for a parliament that, while it may have only yet existed in the imagination as a vision of democracy that could be turned into a lived reality, they were, of course, very familiar with the power of parliamentarism and the sterling efforts that had been made in a foreign parliament, for example, in pursuing fixity of tenure and the land issue, among other issues. But in quiet polling booths across the country, the voices of the ordinary men and women of Ireland rose in unison, and in doing so, they changed the course of history forever. And that act of true participation and conviction was a powerful act of transformation, as the Irish people voted overwhelmingly for a political platform dedicated to, as they put it, establishing a constituent assembly comprising persons chosen by the Irish constituencies as the supreme national authority to speak and act in the name of the Irish people. Gathered here this afternoon, we have people who took up that challenge in their name. The Declaration of Independence adopted by the Olyden ratified the proclamation of the Republic that had been read from the steps of the General Post Office on the 24th of April 1916, and it reiterated the principle that all lawful authority in Ireland emanated from the Irish people. It was a significant step forward on our journey to independence as part of a revolutionary chapter in our nation's history an act of resistance and institutional significance that saw the emergence of an alternative constitutional Ireland and a rejection of what was no longer considered an unassailable imperialism. Today, we gather to remember and celebrate those January days and the days that followed it, which saw the people of Ireland turn a critical corner and begin their inexorable march towards a different and independent future. And we celebrate all those and their families who have followed by giving public service since. That meeting of the first all was part of a march that would lead to the realization of a dream nurtured and fought for not only by the signatories of the proclamation and those whose names have become permanently stitched into our memories and our history books and the fabric of our society, but by the many unsung heroes of the past who made courageous sacrifices as they struggled to achieve an independent Ireland that would share its destinies with other independent nations of the world. The people of Ireland were making their sacrifices in a year that already had taken a heavy toll. I mentioned the special circumstances of 1919. In addition to World War I and the loss of lives and the injuries it had brought home, the Great Flu, misnamed the Spanish Flu, because in, misnamed I say because neutral Spain was the only country where it could be reported due to censorship in the papers of the countries at war, but it in fact took 24,000 Irish lives in a six-month period. 
which is more than all the casualties in the Civil War and in the War, in war of Independence. It is one of the great events in global history till 50 and 100 million people died in a short period of time. And I'm happy to say that last Friday we held a seminar here in Oris and Uktron in honour of those lost, and we were very fortunate to hear papers from distinguished scholars, Dr. Ida Milne of Carlow College, Dr. Patricia March of Queen's University Belfast, and Professor Guy Biner of Ben-Gurion University. And I do thank those scholars who made great efforts and all of those who came and attended it this forgotten period of events of 1919. But my point is, think of the greater courage of the Irish people, having in fact actually been in the wake of the war, but also in the casualties that surrounded it, the tenements that were there, and also this flu, which was affecting even as well as, of course, dramatically it was affecting the Irish prisoners, in, the Irish people in prison, in British prisons. Those Irish men and women of a century ago faced much hardship then. It is their generosity and bravery and self-sacrifice that constituted the rock on which this nation is built. And in remembering them, we must also remember that their vision and call for national self-determination, republican equality, and the sovereignty of the people, and their great courage in fighting to make those dreams a tangible reality, has left us not only a free and independent state to enjoy, but also the responsibility of the challenge to ever deepen our democracy. And thus, Sabine and I were delighted that the events of 1916 were able to be commemorated here in Oris and Uchtron, for with the assistance of the Commemoration Committee and others, and the Office of Public Works, we were able to commission a sculpture of the acorn by a sculpture racial joint. Now the weather will clear, so maybe you'll have a chance of going and looking at it in many cases, but it is there for 1916. Cross from it, a plough with starry plough installation in honour of Sean O'Casey, Secretary of the Irish Citizen Army. And then we have planted 16 birch trees. 16 birch trees arranged in a crescent to complement the acorn were planted by the centenary commemoration by Sabine and I in honour of the 16 revolutionaries executed after the 1916 rising. The seven signatories of the proclamation of the Republic are in the front row. James Connolly, Patrick Pierce, Joseph Plunkett, Thomas Clark, Sean McDermott, Thomas McDonough and Damon Kant. And then the nine others executed in a semicircle behind them. Michael Mallon, Willie Pierce, Edward Daly, Michael O'Hanrahan, John McBride, Sean Houston, Con Colbert, Thomas Kent, Roger Casement. And if you can't see them today, they will be always there as permanent pieces now here in Oris and Uchtron, the home of the President of Ireland, celebrating these important events. And once again, I honour all of their families and those who helped them pay the price. Now, an last piece, one other interesting piece about just what I have just said. The minutes of the Oleren, because this is what we're celebrating today, assembled in the Mansion House on the 20th of August 1919, record the approval of a special report recommending that as an anniversary commemoration that 16 memorial trees be planted in memory of those executed in 1916. Anish Toshajanta. Now it is done. <laughs> no. Now, 
the proposal to plant the 16 memorial trees, original enough in itself, was made all the more remarkable by the man who made it. Robert Barton had served in the British Army in Dublin in the immediate aftermath of the Easter Rising, and as an officer in the Royal Dublin Fusiliers, Barton was placed in charge of the prisoners' effects in Richmond Barracks, and he also attended some of the court martials. But returning to his estate in Annamo, County Wicklow, in 1918, he was elected as the Sinn Féin representative for West Wicklow in the general election of that year. And he attended the first meeting of the All Ireland that we're celebrating on the 21st of January 1919. And it was he who delivered the Dole's message to the free nations of the world in English. So in you, Tarin Glan Ku Lenar Vrakrti Fein, Kun Public the Haulu of the Krohu, Ahot Kun Krik, Public the Tak Kimsha Karvalak Instituta, Akasespirak, Amyak Nabunahori Brodalas, Public the Lirin. Today, dear colleagues, friends, we are charged to take on our own responsibilities in imagining and building a republic in the fullest sense, institutional, inclusive, experiential, one of which our founders would be proud, truly representative of a nation rooted in courage and compassion, vision, and a profound spirit of generous humanity shared globally. At the heart of such a republic lies an acknowledgement of the importance of the public world, the public space, the citizen, of the awareness and participation that it brings with it. Not only a sense of belonging, but a sense of responsibility for those with whom we share that public space. The importance of taking responsibility for an Irishness of which we can be proud of at home and abroad. And we all have, in our own way, the capacity and the opportunity, may I even say undulgus the obligation, to play our part in our time in creating and nurturing a vibrant, caring and forward-looking society, one which will include each and every member in all their vulnerabilities and enable them to fully participate in our shared lives together. And so I thank all of you gathered here today for all you have done and continue to do and will do to create such a society and for your belief in the art and craft of politics and in its potential to transform our country for the better. It is a special vocation generously offered. And many of you have made that proud contribution to public service through the generous giving of your skills, professionalism, and your time. Others amongst you stand as tangible reminders of the great humanity that lay behind our struggle for independence, of that inspiring and patriotic courage of your forebears, and of our shared obligation to carry forward such an inspirational vision as we too face the challenge of constructing a new and better Ireland and a better world. So may I conclude, Marfocal Square, by Egual Buikas Ledinioraha. I do want to thank all those who have worked so hard on behalf of the Oris to make this a wonderful occasion for you. Turning to Plan B took extra effort, of which I thank everybody. Yeah. Uh, an extra achievement was required. I also want to say a very, of course, I have already thanked and do so again with pleasure, your MC for today, Anne Carson, and also to David O'Connor, the St. Noel's Pipe Banded with Sean Lynch, Coloma Harakon, Ethan Aragon, Fargal Morocco, Emma Maguire, Kelly O'Neill, the Shure Ukulele Group with Patricia White, 
the forget-me-not choir, and then be moving already the Swing Cats, Lemoncello, and Liam O'Connor with Saoirse for the magnificent entertainment that they have been providing and will provide this afternoon. And Sabine and I are very much greatly looking forward to seeing you all moving in a few minutes. On your own behalf and on my own, on your own behalf, I want, on my own and yours, I salute the hard work, the unfailing good humour, as I said, tested especially today, and not least the culinary skills of the staff here in Oris and Uchtron, who make all this possible and do so with such generosity. And our thanks, too, to the civil defence and our friends from John of Gods, who enable us to send out all the invitations, the defence forces, and, of course, our Gashka volunteers. So, Sabine and I hope that you have a great afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your time here. Thank you again for coming. Buenjana vasantronon milibuikas gramakir.